welcome to series two of the Confidence Fighter for Girls. My name's Myrtle and in this series we're going to be discussing difference, confidence, women in tech and much more. Stay tuned and hope you enjoy. Hello and today I'm delighted to welcome Victoria Pepia as my special guest on the Confidence Fighter. Victoria, can you tell me a bit about yourself and your story? I certainly can. Hello, Myrtle. So um, I'm Victoria Pepiat. I am the co-founder and the chief revenue officer at a tech company called Frazy. Uh, we launched about six years ago now, and it's been an amazing journey so far. Um, we are on a mission to help big global brands say it better. Um, and what does that mean? Well, for you, you probably actually experienced crazy technology without even knowing it, because we use artificial intelligence to generate and optimize um, marketing language that brands might use across their digital marketing channels. So anything online, for instance. Um, and what does that mean? So if you think of uh, what might you have experienced? So do you ever get emails from a company called eBay? So do you know eBay? Yes, there we go. So if you get emails from them, Frazy, my tech, will have written the email subject line that appears in your inbox, in your email, and that has been generated by artificial intelligence. So it's really, really clever. There's no other tech like it in the world. Why aren't there very many women in tech? So this is a really good question. And this is something that I feel really, really passionate about, Myrtle, because I think there are two reasons fundamentally. I think a lot of people think that actually to work in tech, you need to be a coder or an engineer. Is that what you think? Do you think that everyone that works in technology codes? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And in fact, that's not true. So you don't need to necessarily be a techie to work in a tech company. So... Um, as per every company, you know, yes, we do have techies, so we do have like a development and an engineering team, but we also still need to hire all the other roles. Um, and I'm not sure if you know, like, do you, do you know about different departments within a business? Yes. Yeah. So you might have, for instance, you might have a sales department or a marketing department or a customer department or operations. And so all of those other roles um, you still need to hire people for. And I think that's the first reason there's a bit of a barrier so that a lot of women think I've got to be a techie. But also the second reason, and this is something that I'm really passionate about, is um, I just don't think there are enough role models. There aren't enough other women in leadership positions for young girls who are thinking of a career path to go, actually, I could do that role. Or, wow, yeah, that's an inspirational role. I would like to do that. And I think one of the things that I'm trying to do a lot is like really, really support more women in tech so that they come up they know that they can do it we've got a really good balance because also it's really important for business for successful businesses as well to have a diverse team so you need to, you need to make sure that actually that's happening from not just 
um, the junior entry level roles with young women and supporting them to to apply for positions within tech companies. But actually, it's really important that it comes from top down. And so I don't know if you're familiar, but like when you've got like a leadership team within a company, you will also have what we call a board. And on the board, they're like the people that, that guide the direction, the overall direction of the business. They make sure that everything's going well. And there just aren't enough women at board level, Myrtle. This is the problem. We need yeah. more women in more um, senior roles. And that, for me, is a really big thing that we need to be able to sort of champion, especially within tech. Um, and I think, for me, We've at Frazy, 50% of the team are women, which is basically, it's almost unheard of in technology. Yeah. What advice would you give to a young girl wanting to pursue a career in tech? Do it. It's great. It's really good fun. It's really good fun. It's fast paced. It's exciting. Um, and you could be working on a technology that's like world leading that no one else is doing in, in the rest of the world, something like crazy. Um, and that is really cool. It's fun, it's exciting. And I think for my advice would be um, to really understand, like we've just talked about, like the different roles within a company and what you might good at, be good at, and then start to understand and network and, and try and just get a good feeling for what you might be interested in. Have you ever thought about um, technology companies? Yes. Yeah, because you've got the big ones like Google and Facebook and even Netflix is a tech company, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, I just I just think embrace it, go for it and find out more. It's, it, it's really, really key that you understand what those different roles are within within a company. What's the biggest mistake you've ever made and how have you overcome it? Oh, okay. So the biggest mistake I have ever made. Well, I would say it's it's actually not one single mistake. It's actually something that I might have done over quite a few quite a while and over a period of time. Um, but it's not listening to my gut feeling. So and not trusting my gut. So do you ever make decisions? And sometimes they're not necessarily a decision based on what your brain's saying, but it's a decision based on you've just got a feeling that it's not quite right or it is right. Yeah. Yeah. So that gut feeling, it's there for a reason. And it gets stronger as you get older and you get more experience, it gets stronger. And um, I would say through my 20s, I used to fight it quite a lot and tr and not listen to my gut feeling. And I think that is my biggest learning and some of the big biggest mistakes that I've made because that gut feeling is there for a reason. And it could be a personal decision or it could be a business decision, but not trusting it and going against what my gut feeling said, that's where I made the biggest mistakes. Yeah. What is your toolkit when you feel low on confidence? This one's taken me a long time to learn. Um, I would say my toolkit is focus in on what you're good at. Because I think lots of times, I don't know about you, but lots of times we can really, it can be really hard and we can make, we can often just be focusing in on what we're not very good at or what we could be better at. And actually, I think it's key to understand you can't be good at everything. We want to all be good at everything, don't we? 
yeah. do you want to be good at everything yeah I know and at school we try and be good at everything but actually as you grow and you start like working and you get into a job you understand that actually there's not you can't be good at everything it's just not possible and so I think it's really important to find out what your superpower is like what is that one thing that you're really really good at because everyone has a superpower 100% and sometimes it just takes a little bit of time to understand what it is so um, I think focusing in on what you're good at and also talking stuff through if you're feeling a bit rubbish about yourself talk to your friends and family like nothing beats talking to a really good friend if you're feeling a bit low because they'll remind you why you're so great and help you with your confidence and also if you're worrying about something which I find can then if I'm worrying about something too much that can then have a knock-on effect to my confidence so I really think about the fact that like a problem a problem shared is a problem halved so yeah that that's my that would be my advice but also the final one is if I'm feeling a bit rubbish about myself I tend to go and play really loud music something really really cheesy that I like dancing and singing to yeah that's that's the best one what do you do um I sometimes write it down or tell someone or just that's a good idea painting oh really so you you, you're creative as well so you take out with painting that's great yeah what's the biggest risk you've ever taken and did it pay off um so my biggest risk would have to be uh when so before I had before I launched Frazy in 2015, I ran a creative agency with my husband, and we ran that agency for 11 years. And the first year of Frazy, when we launched, I actually ran both companies side by side because I wasn't quite sure how it was going to take off. And I think the biggest risk that I've ever taken was to close my creative agency and just focus on Frazy, um, which is the tech company I run now and a hundred percent did it pay off but it was a big risk at the time like we'd spent 11 years building up a business and I was like oh gosh is it gonna work you know and there's so much that so much pressure on making decisions like that but it 100% paid off so yes it was a good decision to make did you lack confidence as a teenager and what did that look like Yes, I certainly did, massively. And I think, um, what did that look like? Because I think it affects everyone. I'd be amazed if teenagers don't. Like, everyone lacks Mm -hmm. confidence and gets worried about stuff, don't they? I think for me, on a personal level, I was a little bit more advanced, aka curvy, should we say, than the other girls. Um, and my friends at school, like by the time I was sort of 12, 13, which made me feel really, really self-conscious. Um, and I think I had I had to work at learning that actually different is good and that we're not all the same. We've got to embrace like what our bodies are. And it's totally normal to be of different shapes and sizes. Um, and it's totally healthy to be like that. And I think I I had to struggle a little bit because because I was way more curvier than um, a lot of my friends, especially 
through those teenage years I had to learn to love it and embrace it and and I do now I do now but yes it did knock my confidence because I look I felt like I looked different to everyone else what advice would you give to your 13 year old self don't be afraid to make mistakes because I think sometimes we're so worried about how things might pan out or we might make the wrong decision or the wrong choice and we might not do it quite right and it might not be perfect that more often than not that stops us from actually doing stuff and actually mistakes are brilliant Myrtle. they are the best way to learn and grow that's by far the biggest secret to my success is just trying stuff and if it doesn't work out don't beat yourself up about it it's really important to go okay that didn't work but I know why and I'm therefore going to try this way instead and I'm not going to beat myself up about it and I'm just going to make sure that I never make the same mistake twice so that would be it is like don't make the same mistake twice but make those mistakes in the first place because it's the best way to grow to finish off, could we please have another a nugget of advice to girls like me? Oh, a nugget. Um, okay, what would my nugget be? I think my nugget would be probably along the same lines, like be brave and try stuff. Like that's the best thing that you can do is don't be afraid try new stuff give it a go and see what happens because if you don't try something you'll never never know so like be brave and be courageous and try not to worry about stuff too much because I know that's hard as well we all worry don't we so you know focus on moving forward and testing new things out thank you so much for talking to me today Oh, thank you, Myrtle. It was lovely to talk to you. I love this podcast, by the way. It's fantastic. Thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode of The Confidence Fighter and you're using Apple Podcasts, I would really appreciate a rating and review because this means other young girls can find this podcast more easily. Don't forget to subscribe. See you next time.